Roberts. Hi, I'm Harriet Small. Welcome to Have You Got Five Minutes? PR comms and marketing podcast answering the things you'd normally have asked someone really quickly about at an event or while making a brew in the office. Hi, Harriet. How are you? Hello, I'm good. So we're chatting about perfection, which you know, it's a good topic because I feel very imperfect today. The concept of perfection is such a negative construct because if you're 99.9% done on something, but you felt, at what point are you perfect? It's a really hard one to measure, isn't it? There's two things for me that I, I struggle with. Because I'm dyslexic, I know whatever I do will never be perfect. And I think that's been easier for me to, re- to reframe it in my brain. But what I try to do is to do my best and probably to do better than I did last time. So that that helps me mentally but I also struggle with that whole thing about when you start something new and you've been doing it for a while getting to that next level where you need to be okay within yourself that I'm okay to be a beginner at something and then I can grow in that and I think sometimes people come along at whatever stage you're in in that journey and they may be expecting the finished product when you're still at maybe amateur stage yeah we were talking weren't we about there's a podcast on um elizabeth day you know how to fail with jamila jamil and she was saying like quite openly she said i reject perfectionism um you know i wasn't a experienced dj when i went to radio one i wasn't all these things i just learned how to do it and i do think there is that risk professionally if you think you know if I thought I was perfect I would never go for certain things in my career or any opportunities I'd never try anything if I thought I had to be perfect first like it's such a limiting view isn't it yeah and I think perfectionism holds people back sometimes where you think I'm not going to be perfect here I'm not going to be like a class or the best at it so I won't try and I think sometimes when you let go of perfection and you're and you're like, okay, I'm just gonna try, even if I get critiqued, which is great. It's always good when people critique you because they help you learn. But I also think there's a lot of people who say, I won't try, I won't get out of my comfort zone because where I am now, I'm sort of perfect at what I do. I can just go through it flawlessly. And I guess there's also a danger in that. Yeah, I was watching um, a TED talk on perfectionism from this social psychologist called Thomas Curran. And he's from London School of Economics. And he was, there's not been that much research into perfectionism as a construct, but there's been lots of links to um, emotional well-being and psychological health issues. And I think there was a framework, it was the late 80s, around three different types of perfectionism. And over the past you know, few years, there's this bit of research that he's been involved with looking at, I think it's about 40,000 young people and around how they are coping with, I guess, societal structure of perfectionism. Like we start grading children at school very, very young. Social media heightens that sense of comparison and competitiveness and what it is to be a success. And he was saying that, I think it was in 97, it was like 8% of young people struggled with um, societal perfectionism, this pressure from other people. And it's it was up to 17% in tw- uh, 2017. And they project to be like one in three people by 2015. He said, these are people who will have mental health problems like suicide risks, anxiety, depression, because of this notion of perfectionism. And I was like, wow, okay, it's it's quite a lot deeper. Um, he said, it, we, we've got this like weird obsession in society, almost like seeing it as a success to be perfect and he was like the only way to break that down is to change our view of that and around celebrating imperfections and the journey and learning I know that but I still think you know we we kind of almost say like 
like job interviews he gives that example like go oh my downfall is that I'm a perfectionist and people go oh that's not a bad thing because we actually do like people who want that and actually I think that's a really dangerous kind of mindset yeah and I, I like what you said about that societal perfection because I guess sometimes especially with social media with the life that we live now we only see glimpses of people's lives so do you, I don't know whether you remember that um the front cover of the New Yorker last year where there was like the lady and she was perfect in terms of what the camera was seeing on the call but if you looked all around her everything else in the room was chaotic and that's the thing is that we can show whatever little glimpse of what we want to show and make that perfect um whereas I think sometimes just saying you know what it's not all perfect like my I never laid my bed this morning sort of thing and and I guess we need more of that where people feel able to do that so today we are talking about the whitewashing in the PR industry in particular and like Harriet it's so unfortunate you've had to be the one to call this out this past week but that PR influencer list on Twitter I think I'm just tired of talking about these things now I don't know whether there's, there's there's a concerted effort behind the scenes that maybe the rest of us don't know about where people are trying to recreate an image of the PR industry that it only has certain people in it and it's only open for certain people. And I think that's where I have a struggle. And I mean, for me, that whole situation with the digital PR examples account on Twitter was really frustrating because... I tweeted that not because I'm a digital PR and I needed to get involved. I tweeted that because a lot of people from um, black and ethnic minority groups were saying this is wrong, coming into my DMs or WhatsApp groups. And because I know I'm in a way insulated from a lot of the backlash, I then took the brunt of it. But I think the thing is, is there's a lot of white people who are much more powerful than me have bigger agencies, um, are able to wield that power but choose not to. And I think that's where I get really, really frustrated because when they see lists like that, what do they think? What What's their view on it? And I guess for everything that happened last year with the Black Lives Matter movement, for all the diversity commitments that have been made, none of them said anything. They were all silent. Some people who were on that list never said anything. Did they got back to you yet? No. They wrote a statement, could not be bothered to get back to me. And I think the funniest thing is that my tweet reached 43,000 people. So you're clearly not bothered. There is an issue in the fact they didn't see it. And I think that comes back to the fact that the issue is that people aren't seeing it because they're from a privileged position and they're not recognising that. You know, Dice Charter are doing some really exciting stuff. They've set things out in a really clear and simple way of how you can be more inclusive and represent voices better. My bugbear is where people have said... Yes, I want to represent voices and you know, come to me, tell me. If Black Lives Matter to you, you need to make this a business critical, like a fundamental part of how you approach your business. And by by that, I don't mean like, oh, well, we have to invest more. It's like, okay, so in your approach to comms, in your approach to, hey, we're going to shout out some people. It seems they ask their followers, like, who should we be shouting out? Well, you've got an echo chamber if you're not getting the right voices and you've done nothing else. So you need to recognise that and approach it in a way that's a bit more strategic and considered and consistent. At the moment, all I'm seeing is people feeling braver to call things out and then apologies come. It's just like the same thing. You're just going to get the same result again and again. I'm happy to, to write my blogs, to do this podcast, to help share information and knowledge. My job is my job, and the responsibility I've taken on as part of this industry is not to police other people. 
it's an effort everyone needs to get involved and i think also the frustration is another um account um which was which is also related to digital pr created another list and it's a beautiful list it's got some of my friends on it i really like the list but the fact of the matter is we shouldn't be having to create separate lists for black comms prs and then having to label that as black comms prs and then having another list which is for everyone else in the pr industry and i think ronke ronke put out a tweet which i really really liked and he said i can't keep reminding people in my own industry that i exist and i guess that that's the point we can't keep saying we're here we exist look at us we're actually doing work it doesn't work real society and i guess that that's the same thing it's like beyonce having to keep reminding people that she's in the music industry you know it made me think about actually industry awards quite a lot and i'd be interested in your take because like a lot of things in pr and marketing self-selecting the barriers are you know you need to be an agency with a lot of money to, to enter most of them i've put my hands up i've gone for awards before and they're important to kind of validate some of the stuff you do i guess but i think as a sector that is a potential issue as well because you're just highlighting such a small group and you lose out on great work because you're just not thinking about them there's loads of accounts people are doing wonderful stuff in digital pr but you've never included them so how will you know the great work that they're doing at their agencies or in their organizations and and that's the thing is we we all lose out on great learning we all lose out on great work being highlighted Thanks for joining us and everything we've mentioned today will be in the show notes. We're here to answer the questions you need answers to and talk about the PR, communications and marketing topics you care about because we've got five minutes. You can DM us or contact Harriet at commsobercoffee.com and Rebecca at threadandfable.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please do rate, review and subscribe so others can find us. Find us on Twitter at Rebecca7Roberts and at Harriet Smallies.